Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Do you like beer? Do you like free How about, you guessed it, free beer? As a value listener, we'd like to bestow upon you just that. Thanks to our good pals at Beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com slash arsenal and cover just the postage of £4.95 and... As if that wasn't enough, as a listener of the Footballistically Arsenal podcast, you'll get two extra free beers. So that's ten free beers. Beer 52, in case you didn't know, are beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beers from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then that they're the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 deliver a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand and more, but they haven't forgotten their roots. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time, the power is in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive, and a beery snack is thrown in just to top it all off. Don't like dark beers? Choose the light plan. It's easy. So just go to www.beer52.com slash arsenal to get your case free, and don't forget, right now, the Footballistically Arsenal podcast listeners get two extra free beers. Yes, they do. Hello and welcome to Footballistically Arsenal. I'm Boyd Hilton. Josh Landy, sidekick psychic, is here. To my right, he was a bit late, but he struggled through the virus and he's fine. I did, I can confirm. There is no hand sanitising gel in Finchley, for those that want. I found that out earlier. Not that I was looking, but... In the whole of Finchley. I, uh, well, I was in a pharmacy in Finchley earlier and someone frantically came in, almost shouting... Uh, at the staff, they're asking for some who are told no, and we're not sure when the next delivery will be. So people are going crazy. Have you got any uh, 
hand sanitizer gel around. There's a big fat of it in, in the office. There is a big. There is a big. To be fair, there is a big um, thing of it. Yeah. Are yeah. you what? shaking hands with people now, or are uh, you today, restraining from? If that? you really want to know, I mean, we are on borrowed time because because we started late. But but let's talk about it. Yeah. Um, today, I have variously shaken hands, kissed people, hugged people, not shaken hands. But I've had a lot of public. I, I interviewed Ricky Gervais this morning, and it started off. I thought I don't want to. He's quite germophobic anyway. I think it's fair sure. to say He's, he hates people coughing and sneezing generally. Anyway, pre-virus, he hates all that stuff. He's got a real thing about it. So I was very much like, oh, right, I'm not going to touch you. And then, and then we, finished, we finished the interview and he gave me a handshake and a bit of a hug anyway. So, and from then I thought, well, you know, I've been hugging. But I didn't shake our guest's hand. We should introduce him. Trevor Harris, broadcaster, commentator, legend. Welcome. I wasn't offended. Good. And uh, I can confirm to the listeners we are in a corona-free zone this evening. I mean, you don't know that. We haven't been tested. I haven't been tested. Leon, the engineer, has he been tested? Who knows? Who knows what the fuck's going on? People are crazy, though. I, I think football's going to... If this carries on, someone was saying, was saying today, football matches will be called off in, within the next few weeks, if it carries on. Will like Liverpool win the league? I if think they have to cancel the league. The league no, there was a story. There was a story on this. It was a uh, Telegraph exclusive last week where the gut holder some official. I'm not, I'm not kidding. It said... If the league is not completed, if, if everyone doesn't play 38 games, sorry, yeah. no title, no relegation either. So what do you think they'll play them behind closed, closed doors? That might be. Yeah. But then the players might. I mean, Liverpool could put well, out their under-12s again. You can make sure... The season, can, and have won the league with eight games to go. You can make sure 22 players haven't got it, can't you? But you can't make sure 60,000 people haven't got it. No, you I mean, absolutely the, can't. In, in, so, you know, it's, it, it's on the verge of that, isn't it? It's definitely on the verge of the whole season <laughs> collapsing in front of our eyes. Talk, talking of Liverpool, have we officially thanked Watford for maintaining our invincible no, well, status? No, I was going to talk about we that. We should. Of course, because, I mean, we don't talk, talk about that very two rather disappointing performances that we've had since our last podcast. We can at least talk about the fact the greatest moment of the season for some was Liverpool losing 3-0 to Watford at the weekend. And in fact, I was going to mention, it did start a whole kind of, a lot of people talking, non-Arsenal fans on social media, going crazy and saying controversial stuff. I was going to talk about Miguel Delaney, who I love, he's brilliant. Um... One might say he's a slightly a slight provocateur. I mean, all, all football journalists have to be, don't they, these days? Particularly if they go on Twitter, they have to say stuff. They say stuff because it's their job to, to open discussions. But anyway, he, I don't know if you saw it, he, he said, um, after, the, after everyone, all the Arsenal fans were going, were lording it over everyone, and he said, amid all the Invincibles talk, let's not forget Arsenal actually lost their biggest game of the season, that campaign, in a European match against a club across the road. Sorry remains a huge mark against them for me. Invincibility, except in the game that matters most. So he made that point. Then he went on to say, he's not bait, he's not being deliberately difficult. He's always felt this. And he's basically saying, surely Arsenal fans would rather have won a European Cup, which of course we've never won, Champions League slash European Cup, rather than go the, the game unbeaten. So we need to address that issue. Is that true? And then Alan Alger of this parish... Frequent, frequent guest and provocateur himself replied, "Our oh man, you picked the wrong thing here. Better angle is Perez dived and we'd have been beaten in game two. That was at Portsmouth, ironically, right. wasn't it? It was. <laughs> um, and then um, people went accused of accused Miguel of being a troll. I don't think he was being a troll. He was making a point. I think I don't think there's any um, stat in in football in in British football at least. I don't know about the world." More, more sided to the supporters of a team. We all feel that the Invincibles is the greatest achievement in the history of football, and I still do, and I will always maintain that. Every fan of every other team, because no one's ever done it, lit- you know, literally, they Press, all think, Preston in 1899. Right, except for that. But they all, in the modern era, <laughs> yeah. everyone else in football 
thinks it's a load of shit and we're all we're all jokers. They're just jealous. But I well, that's the question. <laughs> are they just jealous, or have they got a point? I mean, we drew a lot of games. How big? Do you know, are we all getting carried away? Or I mean, we'll talk about the recent games. But Josh, Josh what do you think? Do you think we're all we're valid in in maintaining how great the I'm invincible? Of course, was? you have to be proud of it. It's a huge achievement that hasn't been done in the modern era. Okay, Preston. In the 19th century aside, it's an extraordinary achievement. But what isn't is probably undeniable is this Liverpool team. You know, why, they're going to smash the points. Yeah, like by a huge. Yeah. They're probably it's a you know to go. They might win a record amount of games. They're probably going to be viewed as the greatest Premier League side ever, and that maybe is an accolade they could have above the Arsenal Invincibles. But you know, to to go unbeaten, it's. Incredible that even this Liverpool side, who have blown everyone away, yeah. couldn't do it. I agree with that. But someone said to me the weekend um, that Trevor, that imagine if Arsenal had drawn every single game that season. Mm-hmm. What's, what kind of achievement would that be? It would be thirty-eight points. You're just about safe. <laughs> yeah, <right>? yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. So where do you draw the line? You go. So I kind of do take their point a bit. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm absolutely, I'm massively proud of it, and I think it's amazing and everything. And I've read Amy Lawrence's book about it, and this and the other. But I remember all I'd say this at the time. Those of us who were you know, alive and kicking and supporting us all the time and going to most games that season. I, remember, I think I've said this before on this podcast. I mean, I've said my, I repeat myself constantly. But my memory of the time was it only became a thing when at some point halfway through, or quite late on in the season, right, I guess about the equivalent of now, when it felt like, oh, this is an interesting moment. This has never been done before since Preston. And, and Arsene Wenger started banging on about it quite a lot because he predicted at the beginning of the season we could, in theory, go and beat. And then we all got quite excited. But I don't remember ever being that excited about it until quite late on. What was your... I, I just wanted to interject before we go to Trevor. I think we mustn't forget the season before we'd gone unbeaten away, yeah. hadn't we? Yeah. So it wasn't like from nowhere... Yeah. Well, the well, other thing, the other thing, Josh, we shouldn't forget is that under George Graham, we only lost one match in the well, season. That was at Chelsea, right. quite late in the season, as yeah. I recall. Yeah. So, I, it's the fact is, it's one twenty six <laughs> drawn twelve, lost none. It's that duck egg that makes that achievement. I tell you the quote I remember from Alex Ferguson. I, I was never a, a huge fan as a coach. Clearly, can't argue his comment. On Arsenal's unbeaten season, if you remember, was, oh, they drew too many games. Mm. Well, that's just sour grapes and, frankly, bollocks. I liked Jurgen Klopp's comment after the Watford game. He said, don't focus on our defeat, congratulate Watford. I think he's a phenomenal coach and a top-class guy. And he's like, okay, we were beaten by the better team. You didn't hear Ferguson say that very often. Actually, Arsene Wenger didn't say it very much either. Mm. Or Mourinho. It was always the referee, some whatever. Um, So, a magnificent achievement... Every Arsenal fan is, is just still proud of it. And mm-hmm. every season, when it gets down to the last team who haven't lost, every Saturday or a Wednesday after playing midweek, you're looking at that result saying, please lose, please lose. Because yeah. we just want to keep that immortality thing going. Yeah. I, I spoke to Ray Parler this week. I like the way you said, um, right, you said Ray initially. Yeah. Like we don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Well, but yeah, but yeah, fair yeah I suppose Ray. Ray. And I think you just can't underestimate to be known as an invincible Mm. A lot mm. of people are prim- not mm. a lot of people. A lot of people are Premier League winners in, in comparison. To be one of the invincibles, to be one of that sixteen, and to not have another twenty that are about to come on the scene is a nice feeling. Oh, it's and incredible. I think you, you could you could see it almost, you know, for Martin fans, Keogh, fans Keogh who, mentioned it last night. Of course the, he did. Yeah. But let's say for fans who are twenty or younger who mm. don't, yeah. you know, remember that. Yeah. To put into context that even this Liverpool team can do it, yeah. there was a team that did it. 
is incredible. It, interestingly, I thought I thought it was getting to the point where Liverpool might do it, and then, but, but I, I didn't. Then I didn't think, think they would. And I actually think the reason why, in the end, they did. I mean, what for, give Grabsy what for credit? But I actually think they're running because they're running away with it to such an extent. It's meant that complacency has come into factor and I do think that I think their last few games they haven't been and, they, and they've got that Atletico thing yeah. in the back of their heads they've got to come from yeah. behind in the second yeah. leg yeah. so I just think I, I, but it's such a weird situation where because we're the only ones that have done it and because that group of players are the only ones that have done it everyone else doesn't really have, have a kind of, they don't really feel much connection to it it's, it's an odd situation the uniqueness of it equally means because so, nothing you know it's not unique to win the European Cup I mean I think the Chelsea team that won the European Cup wasn't, wasn't by no means the best team in, the, no. in Europe were they it's but knock they out, did knockout football it's knockout it? football yeah. but it isn't a huge achievement it is embarrassing we haven't won that I mean, I think that is that must be Arsene Wenger, one of Arsene Wenger's biggest regrets that we didn't win. And that was the year we should have. That was the year we should have. The Chelsea defeat that Miguel was referring to in his in his tweet. But you know, Liverpool have lost in Europe already this season, right? I mean, they lost in Atletico, and they've lost to Atletico. So for him to, I I really do not enough people. By the way, not enough people pointed that out to him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, we're not talking about invincibility through a 60-game season, you know, it's a 38-game it's a season. Yeah. But yeah, of course, I think that is one of, you know, the great regrets that Wenger not only had a final, but I think probably had a stronger team, yeah, two years prior. Would you, would you swap the Champions League trophy for the unbeaten run? Well, that's the other question, yeah, that everyone was thinking. I, I mean, I would. Yeah. Would you? I think I would. I'm not sure I would. I, I wouldn't, definitely wouldn't. Because I think there's more chance, not at the moment, not in the yeah. foreseeable, there's more chance of us winning the Champions League of in course, the future than going through a whole season uh, unbeaten again. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's no, I think the uniqueness makes it... I, I, I love the uniqueness of it. There is nothing yeah. unique about winning the... It, and that's why I brought up the Chelsea team. There would be for point. Arsenal. If, fuck, if, that media, <laughs> if that fairly mediocre Chelsea team want, can win the, European, the Champions League in this day and age... Then it doesn't make me feel that. I mean, I just feel yeah, we should, we, we can still go. We, I'm sure we'll win it one day. I mean, we, we may not be alive, but um, Arteta hopefully will be. And um, you know, but so yeah, yeah, I don't feel I wouldn't trade it at all. And I think I think most Arsenal fans would. Seemingly, from, certainly from the response that Miguel got, although obviously people are stupid on Twitter. Most Arsenal fans seem to be saying no, they wouldn't trade it. But you would. Interesting. I think I might. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I just fear, is it going to happen? I, don't, I mean, it sounds ridiculous. I'm in my early thirties, but. There's yeah, every opportunity. What we we've got to one final, couldn't win it, and it doesn't look like it's on the horizon for no, the foreseeable no, future. So it I don't know. Much as obviously an invincible season is is not going to happen with all statistical likelihood, but just to feel like at one point we were the best team in Europe, or, and Close justifiably so, yeah. which we probably were in 2004, mm. if not when we got to that final. In well, we were better than Porto, be. and they won the trophy. Yeah. I don't know, Boyd. But anyway, we've probably spent 10 minutes not talking about yeah. what's gone on, you know which what, probably though, says Josh, a lot. Do you know what? Just for the sake of it, we're going to have an early break and then we'll actually talk about the recent football games and how Arsenal have done after this. I'm Josh Schneider-Weiler. And I'm John McKenzie. We know that the football news cycle never slows down. But sometimes, don't you wish it did? On the Football Today podcast, we give you in-depth analysis of the most interesting stories from around the world of football. And hear from the most knowledgeable journalists in the game. You can listen to each episode in the time it takes for a single commute. So join us now and subscribe to Football Today, wherever you get your podcasts. So that was, and that's Football Today, which is a podcast, a general football podcast, Josh, 
But they do talk about issues that affect, you know, our team, for example. So I think, they, you know, they're going to talk about the Arsene Wenger and the offside rule and the future of the offside rule and VAR and all of that. It's interesting that Arsene Wenger is... Everyone's looking to him, aren't they? He's making pronouncements about what might happen in the future of the offside rule. Well, I love watching him on the clips from Being Sport that you see. I wish he was doing more media here. It'd be fantastic. It's weird that he doesn't do more media here, isn't it? I guess Being Sports have an exclusive, I think maybe they have an exclusive deal with him, do they? Uh, you know, Trevor, they you're were... a man. You, you, you march in these circles. He's, he's hardly ever done any, any no. British TV. No. Now, they must have some kind yeah. of a deal with him. Yeah, yeah for sure. They must have. Anyway, that's, um, that's Football Today. Another football podcast, but a general one. We should talk about um, our recent performances because it's, it's, I think it's fair to say that the Olympiakos game... I mean, it was just a fucking nightmare, wasn't it? It's as low as I felt watching Arsenal game in a long time. Yeah, you used to stay over every. I mean, it, it was like it felt like an Emery, didn't it? An Emery night. It, like it was like a reversion to the depths F- of Emery. Like Bruce Riot night. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually, agree. I agree I, with I actually, that. Do you know what? I actually thought they turned up in a very complacent frame of mind. Thought, yeah, we've won the away leg. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're we're at home now. We stroll around. They're only from Greece. And uh, we got summarily beaten. I mean, okay, if Aubameyang scores, he scores that, what, 95 times out of 100, but it would have been a crack paper over if he'd gone in. It is, it is to the, the unending football cliche, small margins, though, isn't it? Because I do think, I mean, I felt incredibly down, and it was like a, such a tortuous, long, yeah. I mean, to have extra time, yeah. oh, God, it's such a long, not tedious evening, mm. frankly. Although, in the end, it was kind of exciting in, in, in an incredibly frustrating way. But... I, I, do, I do stand back from it and go, all right, well, Birmingham scored an incredible goal in the end to, in theory, we thought win the game. Mm. Then the small margin of a Leno, that, um, that bewildering Leno yeah. mistake to get, get out for the corner, a bewildering David Luiz failure. Yeah, just got out of the way. Out of the way. Yeah. They are two of our best defensive performers under, un, in this period, under Artes. They've both been great, although mm. I did see the stat that Leno has made as many mistakes leading to goals in the last year as anyone. I think seven. I think it's seven. So I mean, there is that to take into account. But if that hadn't have happened, if neither of those things had happened, if he hadn't kicked it out for the corner, if Luis hadn't have, not, hadn't have just done his job for a minute, minute, like he has been doing every other fucking game recently, then we would have gone through. And we, we would have gone, oh, right, it was a terrible performance. But in the end, we put, I would have been one of those people saying, well, you know, we're unbeaten. Alteta's, you know, he's got he's starting to get luck on his side. We would have, I would have been thrilled in a way. I think we'd have gone on to lose to Wolves over two legs. If I'm being honest, maybe. With you. I mean, maybe. Wolves are incredible, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, that performance yeah. against Spurs. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was but, mem- memories of. Uh, I think it was I was just looking it up here. P A O K Salonica. In uh, in '98, we went out in the, the sort of first round yeah. in, in a shock game in Italy, and also don't bear in mind. To not have European football in, in March is a particularly unusual scenario right. for Arsenal. I think not since 2003, right, right. we went out in the, the second group stage the thing, of a Champions League. Here's the thing. Here's why I'm not as depressed You're now. You're going to say it's good. I, well, I am because we're now, we are five. If we win, if we beat West Ham on Saturday at home, and I'm not saying we definitely will, mm. but I'm saying in all, in all you know, common sense we should. I know they're fighting, blah, blah, blah. If we, if we beat that game, we're five points off top four, not top five. You know? Forget the whole thing about Man City. We're five points off top four. And none of those teams, Chelsea, Spurs, Man U, I mean, they're all Man U are kind of playing better. We're all kind of much of a muchness, well, I think. Well, and our what? next three games are West Ham, Brighton right. and Norwich. Well, right? and I, have to, in, I have to interject here. Okay, yes. all right. What I think is going to be announced tomorrow is that Arsenal are going to have to travel to Manchester City in eight days' time. 
I think that, that this is genuinely like, and, and it will be announced either tomorrow or it won't be. They are trying to get this game arranged for the 11th of March for Arsenal to have to go up to Man City, given that we are now out of Europe. This was penciled in. Really? So, I mean, by the time people listen to this podcast, no, all I can say, I know this because one of our clients has been penciled in to, to no, do the media good, if, they're, if they're in there. So, um, it might not be this run of games, which I really hope mm. it will be for Arsenal. Yeah. I can see us going up there, getting beat, and then you're. You feel like you're further away from it. Mm. So, um, yeah, I, I asked a, a friend in the box office today if this was true, and he said they're ready. They have a tickets to mm. go tomorrow oh, morning annoying. if they get the green light from the Premier League. So it might, all be, it might not all happen, but the only other date is right at the very end of a season pending sort of City's continuation of the Champions more exciting? League. It wouldn't it be more exciting for TV if it was right at the end of the season? Surely, that game they would want to Well, it might be a dead game. I mean, you well, it might be dead, Man City it's not gonna be side dead. of it. It's, dead. it's yeah. unlikely to be dead entirely, isn't it? Because you'd think there's going to be top for viability well if Arsenal with two games to go maybe not Mm. but Um, they've got to think but Sky is thinking about Liverpool definitely won the league the the only other issue is who's going to finish in the top four or five and relegation and relegation I I just think that if they I think they're going to go later but anyway so assuming that we have got this run and by um, the last, by the way, that, you know, I remember talking about a run under Emery where we all thought we were going to, you know, get loads of points and it was all going to be wonderful and it didn't, it didn't happen, it fell apart. But in theory, but the not having the European games, that's the thing, that should surely help us. Because yeah, we, we, we know exactly how many games we've got left this season, you know, in terms yeah. of, there were potentially, think about Europe, round of 16, two, quarterfinal, two, mm. semi final. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have been thinking... Minimum six, not minimum six, but likely six yeah, more games. Yeah, yeah. to take them out, and you've got you know, well, at the most three more FA Cup games. It's, well, and, and actually, it's a huge change. I was, going to talk, I was going to mention this. You say three more FA Cup games. Hopefully, there will be, but only two before the end of the league season because the final is of after course the great last point. Game. Yeah. yeah, and I, I occasionally look at Piers Morgan's tweets, and he came out with a tweet the other day saying that basically Arteta should forget about the FA Cup completely and concentrate on trying to get us into the top four stroke five in the league. And I'm thinking, hang on, there's only two more games now. No, that's ridiculous. One of which, I mean, imagine if we drew, uh, wishful, but imagine if we drew West Brom or Newcastle at home. Hmm. Well, you've got to think that's a place in the semis. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, that's just an idiotic thing to say. Yeah. He, hasn't, he hasn't thought it through. Yeah, yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> so but but it's, what's funny is, I remember this time last week, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure we were talking about how we've got a huge glut of games to sort out, and you know, how can we, but we just haven't now by going out. And I know, I mean, I never liked the Europa League anyway. I liked, you know, in theory, if we're going to get to the final, if you can guarantee you get to the final, and if you can guarantee you win, then great. But as a competition, it's kind of annoying. The Thursday night thing is annoying. Yeah. All the stats show, don't they? Constantly, year in, year out, teams that have to play that game. You, it's really difficult to combine some kind of league consistency and playing on Thursday night, even if you sw- even if you mix and match and swap around a lot. And he can't swap around. Like Saka now is playing every single fucking game, isn't he? Yeah. And, he- and he's not quite, you know, I mean, I'm not criticising him, but he's not quite at the level he was three games ago, fair enough, because he's playing every- like two, three times a week practically. What do we think about now his team? So he- the team he picked against Olympiakos was very strong. Yeah, it paper, was. wasn't it? Yeah, I was, it was excited. Well, that's maybe to his credit because people always look back on Emery and that game against Crystal Palace at home Premier and go, nah, he cocked it up with this team selection. Yeah. At least Arteta, I guess, yeah. has avoided that right. insult. But to not, there's something about... Is it compl- I think it is. I think you're right that it's complacency. Yeah. But it definitely felt... And there's a similar similar attitude, wasn't there, in, in the first half last night in the in the in the um, in the cup my, game? I was I was watching it with my with my wife, and she said to me after about like half an hour of the first half, she said, "If I if I just come in, I, I would think that 
that the team in yellow was in League One and the team in blue was in the Premier League. And I'm like, I can't disagree with you. We were all, I mean, it was like the old days of the Daleks and the Cybermen. I was watching from behind the sofa. I, I couldn't. Every time they went, every time they went forward, I thought they were going to score. And it's amazing. The old thing about goals change games. Yeah. The first goal really hit them hard, and the second goal killed them. They, we didn't hear yeah. from them after that, did we? Had one yeah. shot after we scored the second goal. Yeah, it was interesting, wasn't it? Yeah, and and, and I thought um, similar to we didn't have a shot until was it the seventy something minute in the in the Olympiacos? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we didn't have that many shots in the game last night either until until we scored. And then, like, what did we think of Mike Dean? Let's talk about Mike fucking Dean, because obviously the less we talk about Arsenal's performances. I mean, have, have, you, have you ever seen a booking for sarcasm? He booked Guendouzi for, for being a smart aleck, essentially, in, in the moment, and being a bit sarcastic. You would, and then not booked the, play, the player, their player for a scissor kick, a scissor attack on our player. Did yeah. they say which rule that would have been a booking it's under? This, it comes under... Dissent. Dissent. It's, it's all dissent stroke ungentlemanly conduct. But yeah. The thing is, referees need to have... A kind of a common sense valve, don't, and they don't turn it on. Yeah. Well, he does. Mike Dean doesn't. You know, you look at the, the great referees. I can go back as far as Jack Taylor, and then you have Kalina and certain sure. several others. They had that. They got on with players, and the players respect them because of it. I don't think any players respect Mike Dean, to be honest. I thought it was a very poor challenge on Torreira. Yeah, I, I thought the right. commentators got it completely yeah, wrong. Same. They said, "Oh, not." To me, that was a possible red, but it's definitely a yellow. Yeah. Of course, it was a yellow. Yeah, I mean, they could, all day. All, who was it commentating? I can't. I, what's it was name? Ian Genis. Dark, Jenis, J- Jermaine Jenis, Jenis and Ian Dark. Jermaine Jenis, I'm sorry, is one of my least favourite. I don't know if he's worked with, worked with you on your on your company, but Jermaine Jenis, both as a, just I find him inane and wrong so much of the time. Um, and I thought he was wrong about that because he keeps banging on about getting the ball. But when it's not, it's irrelevant now, isn't it? You, you can finally touch the ball there's, with your foot in the end. But if you side the player down with a scissor kick, there's a, it's irrelevant. There's a law that they introduced a while ago. I'm not sure I agree with it, but that's irrelevant. talks about a player using excessive force. Right. And to me, yeah. that was a prime example yeah. of that. Uh, it was interesting that both Jermaine Genius and Ian, and I like Ian Dark, uh, yeah. I think he's a good yeah, commentator, like him, yeah. but they both had it. And I, I looked at it and I thought, because when I saw it in normal speed, I'm thinking that's a really poor yeah. challenge. And it's like not even given as a foul. Yeah, Mike did what? I know we're not here to promote other football podcasts entirely, even though we've Ooh, done we it a couple done one of, of those times already. But so far, Mike Dean was on the Peter Crouch podcast oh, and yeah. came across quite well. Well, I'm and sure was he quite did. interesting insight. So you know, did Peter Crouch ask him about him being, him being an egomaniac? They did. Chris Stark did. <laughs> his <laughs> co-presenter <laughs> okay. sort of asked him and about. What was, what was his defence? <laughs> He said it is a little bit of an act. Okay. Oh, yeah. At least he's he was honest He about conceded it. that the when he's on the Because, pitch in fact, one of the things, because with that decision, the booking last night, he's, it was a classic Mike Dean moment because he was so excited about it. He's like, no, I'm not having this because I'm, I'm a pompous tosspot. It, it, it was the old school teachery thing, yeah, wasn't it? Was it was yeah. ridiculous. Don't, don't chew gum yeah. in my class. Yeah. I mean, we used to go and do game booked every single game. But every game. To get booked for that was particularly tedious, I thought. But, um, Sonny, you're, you're, I think the point Trevor made as well... You know, much as okay, one of Liverpool, Chelsea going out, and City will probably be there. United, but they Spurs. could draw Spurs or whatever, couldn't they? I mean, exactly. Yeah. There is a route here where you might only, you know, sneak through. To, you might get through and end up yeah. in. A, and actually, in a one-off in a final, of course, you know, we'll put up a fight against. Well, we a beat, City. We beat, you we saw beat, Villa, even Villa put up a fight. We beat City in the FA Cup semi-final a few years ago. We yeah. beat Chelsea in the final. Once you get to those one-off showpiece games. I think it's a, it's a toss-up. You know, you got a genu- we've got genuine chance. We've got FA Cup Let's pedigree. win a trophy. Win a trophy. And oh, get into Europe. I mean, you never yeah. know. I mean, much as we're yeah. going, oh, we're five points. Yeah. We actually could go, 
Well, we'll get beat. You know, could get beat at City if that ends up being next week. Yeah. We've got some tough games to Spurs play. Spurs away, we got to it. Play. Might be a one-off final to get into Europe. That might Did... be what we're playing. It might be FA Cup final to avoid not being in Europe for the first time since '93. I didn't like the, the the story about Harry Kane being ahead of schedule on his injury comeback. I was always to, ahead for the of schedule, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope he's fit for the European Championships, but not for that game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to that trip to White Hart Lane for the first. Uh, there we know one at White Hart Lane. Oh, sorry. Well, to the to the what are they calling it? The top. What are they calling it's it? It's called the Tottenham, Tottenham Stadium. Stadium. Well, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Imaginative. Yeah. Um, what did we think about Mari's debut in uh, in defence? I thought he was solid. Wasn't it? I mean, it's difficult to say because he was against. I mean, having said, I was about to say because he was against Portsmouth. But actually, they did play really well. Yeah. Well, they, but, you know, certainly in the first of as your wife alluded to, they looked like the Premier League team, and they were kind of stringing part- attacks together. And he, I thought, I mean, Luis was man of the match, wasn't he? Was that was? Oh, was he on? Yeah, he was. He yeah, should have been if he yeah. wasn't the no, yeah, yeah, he was. I would have might have given it to Ceballos personally, but um, I think Ceballos has been really good since he's come on and in the last few games. But Mari looked solid, didn't he? He looked, you know, he passed the ball around yeah. when he got it and yeah. seemed more positionally safe than some of our other. I thought it was yeah, kind of C plus, and you let, I need to see more type okay. thing. Yeah, I thought of course, yeah. I liked. I, I thought I was glad and Ketia scored again. Yeah. Um, good for the the kids' confidence. I mean, like the last half an hour was, was it was kind of like. Free viewing, wasn't it? Because yeah. you knew that Portsmouth had shot their bolt. You could just watch yeah. Arsenal straight, you know, pass it around, whatever. But I don't think we l- we learned a little bit. I thought Willock was wasn't great last yeah, night. Was I was going to mention so Alan Alger had a go at Willock. I keep mentioning Alan, but he is a, you know he's an iconic figure. He tweeted, "Willock is way off Premier League standard, isn't he? Woefully exposed, even against this mob. I mean, harsh, but he had a your... poor game. I don't know if he you had can... a poor game. Yeah, yeah. I think." He had a great pre-season, didn't he? You know, and he was kind of slightly being bigged up by Emery and he picked him quite a bit for the first, early part of the season. Did well at Anfield in that Did well at Anfield, that's right. He has shown... I think he's shown enough moments yeah. um, to, to back him. I think it's harsh to kind of say he's never going to achieve mm. um, Premier League standard. I mean, actually, Alan didn't say never, but he's way off. I don't know. I think he's... I don't think he is that way. I think he just had a, a slightly disappointing game. If you game. talk about players having disappointing games, Hector Bellerin against... Yeah, NPR NPR so, well, yeah, yeah, I know you love him. I love him as a human being, and I think. I mean, when is Cedric fit? Well, he'll he will be playing in no time, won't he? Yeah, I mean, you yeah. think? Yeah, I mean, he didn't play he, last night. He played Socrates, you know, as a fullback, effectively. Although in that <laughs> kind of you know moving into the middle, didn't he? Way? There's a great, there's a great stat. I don't know if you saw the stat on Socrates that he's had three shots on target this season, and they've all gone in. <laughs> He scored all amazing. three. Yes, amazing. 100% record of shots brilliant. on target. Great he took his goal brilliantly. Oh, superb volley. Yeah. Yeah. Superb volley. He did, yeah. Although defensively, he was the dodgiest of the, yeah. of the back four. But playing... Sum, sums, sums us up, really. Yeah, it does, doesn't <laughs> it? Yeah, it does. But you got, I, I think partly the reason why Willock, just to go back to Willock for a minute, gets slagged off slightly more, perhaps slightly more harshly, is because he's surrounded by the likes of Martinelli and Katia who are all doing really, really well and are all are really young, aren't they? I mean, they're kind of, and, and of course, Saka. Mm. And I think if you're surrounded by three players of roughly the same age and experience who are all kind of already like folk heroes, practically, then he is going to, I think, you know, he might, and even, even um, Thingy, the other, who's the other young player, and Reese Nelson played well, didn't he? Yeah, no, he, was, he was all right. Yeah, he had yeah. one of his best games. So I felt sorry for Willock in a way, because he is the harder position, that number 10 kind of role. It's a hard posi- He's kind of in the Ozil role, isn't he, more than anything. And, and, I, didn't, and I thought Ozil was terrible again, by the way, against Olympia, because I thought he was awful. Oh, he's so, a waste of space. Yeah. Here's, here's a, a question for you guys. If we were to say draw not the winners of West Brom, Newcastle, say we drew, I don't know, Man City or Liverpool, if they get yeah. past Chelsea in the, in the, in the quarterfinal, do you think that 
Arteta should play a full-strength side, or do you think he should play a kind of eight first-teamers and three youngsters, or how do you, what do you There's think? There's no European football. I don't think you've got an excuse not to, no. Yeah, Just I play strongest side. Yeah, I would. I, think I, think I would. It's, it's yeah. not enough. If you had, I think it's a question if you had a European quarter-final or semi-final. Now, we just don't have that many games left. I mean, of all the teams, you know, look, we'll see what happens in the second legs of Europe. You know, Liverpool are... You know, a down, Tottenham are down, Chelsea are presumably heading out. But you've still got, you know, Wolves United who might have those six, seven Europa League games left. So it's 14 games. If you look at what's around, we've got to be playing our strongest team every team. It's 14 games maximum in just under three months. That's not a heavy workload, is it? No. Against potentially 21, right? Seven more Europa League games it could have been. Yeah. And also, I mean, there is the point that, that it's quite, you know, are you, is, 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 and Nketiah, for example, is he, he picked, he's been picking in the Premier League over Lacazette. Um, I mean, which one of those is the kind of, in, in the A team, if you like? It's a questionable, isn't it? I think, you know, I'd even go as far as to say, I mean, I don't know, if Moses Ozil was going to play like he did against Olympiacos, I'd, I'd, he'd keep picking him, you know, for all, all the big games, but he was so poor, I thought, in that game. Um, that I, wonder where, I wonder if he might start questioning that choice. Who knows? I'm not sure. I, I just feel going now into, into this West Ham game, it's good we had a game very quickly. We got through in the cup because it would have felt like exiting. There was a time when Arsenal were quite good at exiting yeah. tournaments like on the back of consecutive games. At least we've avoided that. We just don't really have much room for slip-up now. We have to win the games we're expected to win and, and yeah. you know try and find some points away. And that might end up being good enough because it is, as you said before, so achievable now to go and get you know European football um, which will yeah. you know, feel like some sort of success after my, where we were you know, November, December. My, main, my, my least favourite memory of the, of the last week, of the, of the two, wasn't even our performances. It was the look on Pierre Aubameyang's <laughs> oh, face God. when he missed that goal. And, then, and when the, the game ended, he's, he was literally practically in tears, wasn't he? he was yeah. like his poor, his whole, it was like his whole mouth kind of went... Because he always is so happy. He's such a happy-go-lucky... Fun. Do you remember when um, the, that weird... Guy invaded the pitch a couple of games ago. I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast. I meant to mention it at the time. Remember, there was a guy invaded. There was a pitch invasion from one man who ran around for ages, and the, and the stewards completely failed to get him. And Aubameyang was just laughing at him. And I thought that was brilliant. I had a mass- perfect view yeah, of Aubameyang. That's his style. Funny. That's his style. He finds these things funny. And to see him so looking so sad and taking, I was like, well, I do not. I still do not want him to leave. I don't not, want, I, he owes. He owes us nothing. I mean, every the greatest players in the world miss sitters. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. he owes us nothing. If it wasn't for him, we'd be much nearer the bottom yeah. than we are. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was just incredibly unlike him. Because yeah. even now, there was a time where you had, you know, Henri or Ian Wright bearing down on, on goal and you'd think, we're scoring here. And it's become a bit like that yeah. with Aubameyang. Like, you know, he got that, uh, the through ball from W. Louise at Everton, uh, he's bearing down was... and you just thought, goal. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. just to see someone like that, I mean... You would have picked no one else for the ball to oh, fall course. to yeah. in the second minute of injury time yeah. when you need a goal to I, salvage I something. I was so sure that that was going in. I think I might have even looked away briefly to tweet you know, my excitement. I, I nearly tweeted, you know. Hang on. You were more worried about tweeting. <laughs> well, I was... I, I, I put it this way. I'm relieved I didn't fucking tweet because I was yeah, so but, sure that was going to go in. Well, you wouldn't have been able to get a tweet out in time between the moment quickly. it left his foot and the... I've done some very quick tweets before. And, 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 I don't believe between the moment you saw I, it landing at his foot and it going I, wide, I, you could have tweeted. I was, like, fa- I was definitely like there before the grace of God go I because I, you know, I wasn't celebrating that. It moment. was. It was so... like Unbelievable. It was it? unbelievable. It brought back memories of Kevin Campbell and Francis Jeffers to me. Yeah. I mean, don't Two different eras. 
I mean, Campbell, I love Campbell, but let's not compare him to Jeffers. Let's not compare all Bamiang. I mean, that is, I'm sorry. That is, I'm going to give you a red card for that. But before you leave the pitch, it is time to make our predictions. Um, who we, oh, West Ham, yeah. yeah. Rare Saturday, three o'clock. Yeah. Game. Absolutely. Something to look forward to. Um, I'm going to ask for well, two they predictions. Put in, I mean, they, they put in a good performance at Anfield and they've got a really strong victory they needed against Southampton. So. I know, they're on a bit, little bit of a roll, aren't they? And the results, the way they went, mm. you know, with other teams around them, you know, Norwich yeah. getting a win out of nowhere, you, yeah. you know, th- there's... Well, it's not necessarily ask, a game you want at this time of year. I am going to ask two predictions, though, I warn you now. I'm going to ask for your prediction, scoreline for that game, and where you think we'll finish at the end of the season in the league. I want a position. Okay. So, um, Josh... What's the score going to be, and what's the position? I we're think going we're going to draw. I think we're going to draw one all. Okay, on, on and where Saturday. will we finish in the league? Six. I'm on a wave of optimism. Um, can I just give a shout out very quickly? Yeah. Uh, Peter, guy, friend of mine from Singapore, is coming over. I'm giving him my season tickets for this game. Oh, I've he's checked ma- for the virus. <laughs> he's fine. Okay. Him and his mate Jeffrey. Um, so I hope they enjoy just themselves. Just check what blockers. What block is he going to be? I think that West Ham... I, I was a bit concerned, actually. I thought Bowen looked a bit good last week. Yeah, well I think West Ham will score first because uh, clean oh, sheets are anathema to I Arsenal. Can't bear that. But I think we will come back and win 3-1 and I think we will finish fifth and I think Man City's appeal will fail and we'll be in the Champions League by virtue of uh, a little bit of good fortune. That I is like brilliant. That. I like that. Are you, um, are you equally optimistic? Yeah, boys? I'm totally in the fifth. I, I've been saying this for, for a few weeks to, to you know, close personal friends because I think it's the, it's the story, isn't it? It's Arteta, the city man, yeah. gets into Europe with his, with his team at the, first, expense. at the expense of his old team. It's, it's perfect. It's absolutely These things happen all the time in football. So I do think that's going to happen. Um, and I think... I think we're going to win, and we've got to win against West Ham. I think 2-1. I think 2-1. I can't think? bet. I mean, you're right, but they will score first. We still haven't had, have we, two great halves of football. Maybe one under Arteta. Maybe we had one entire game that was good, maybe. United so, was okay. United, that's what I'm thinking yeah. of, yeah. Um, but it's still elusive, isn't it, that we played both halves really, really well. Yeah. Please, God, may it happen. But given that, we've, we have you know, picked up some decent results. Yeah. Trevor, where have you been on your, your travels of late? I know you're often around the world commentating. Any football or has it been triathlon? Uh, I've actually, I was actually on holiday, so I haven't. I was supposed to be doing a triathlon tomorrow, leaving tomorrow for Abu Dhabi. That's not happening. Because of Corona? Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah I, know, I mean, it's, I, I think, just very briefly, what you said earlier, all kinds of sporting events are going to get here, including football. I... I, I if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be very nervous. <laughs> Can you imagine? What would they think they can't if they... do that. They can't. They've can't. said they will. I know, but <laughs> I just think they'll do everything they can to well, What about the Euros? I mean, the they Euros, They can rearrange the fixtures. It's not like... What about the, the Olympics of... as well? I yeah. mean, that's in Asia. Yeah, I mean, the Olympics is... is, a, is yeah. yeah, that is a worry. It is a massive worry. I, I, do, I think they'll, by hook or by crook, Liverpool will. They'll, they'll make sure the Premier League is finished. I can't imagine. They won't. Well, just by playing games behind closed doors, yeah, if it's required. That'll be a strange one, watching Premier League football with no no fans but I guess it's happened before isn't it yeah well, yeah. well, well would we be getting to, a bit of a, yeah. we'll get a <laughs> refund at least from our season tickets if we can't go to the last like, yeah, I mean, four some... or five games and already we're not going to get the seven cup credits oh I know I need, yeah. that, money. I I need think... that money back from my fucking yeah. hugely expensive uh... they've already sent out emails saying we've got, we've got to fucking renew our club level tickets so I think I think they've got I think gone early I think they went too early I think they sent another email saying sorry ignore the last email um, and we're looking forward to the London Football Awards thank oh, yeah. you very much we're for going the, to London Awards this Thursday yeah we'll report back hosted by the great Dermot O'Leary is anyone Arsenal up for an award I've no idea Josh I feel like in the London Football Awards you'd hope if there isn't considering um, we're not pl- are we playing on Saturday will they be allowed to attend you think they must be allowed to attend won't they 
You'd hope. You'd hope there'll be some Arsenal legends there. We can bother. Bob, Bob Wilson, of course, is his, his charity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm sure It'll Bob be, and people yeah. who he is. It's an honour enough with. for us to mingle with with Bob. Um, yeah, yeah. Gareth Parker said David Dean is is going on his table. He told me that. Oh, today. fantastic! So there'll be some Arsenal uh, royalty in the room. I'm Beautiful. Sure. Okay, well, I'll see looking, you there. Well, look, absolutely looking forward to it. Um, thank you very much, Trevor. Pleasure. Thank you to Josh. And we'll be back next week. When are we, when are we back next week? We Monday? are Monday? podcasting on... Maybe. Yeah, Monday. Monday. Monday, 7 o'clock. Monday. See you then. Cheers. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.